welcome to the Sunday morning service. You're listening to the First Century Apostolic Church FCAC Tema Community 5, Ghana. We preach, teach, and live the complete and unadulterated Word of God with genuine miracles, signs, and wonders taking place at every meeting with the Holy Spirit. Our aim is to following the steps of the apostles and disciples of the First Century Church founded by our Lord Jesus Christ. Get ready, therefore, for a powerful encounter with the word and power of God, brought to you by Reverend Dr. V.C.Y. Edwards, the general overseer of FCAC. He is a seasoned man of God who is blessed with a powerful teaching and deliverance ministry. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. prompt for our morning church services. Your life will never be the same again. God richly bless you as you join us in the service. Believed on in the world, received up in glory. Christ was believed on in the world. This morning, we want to look at Christ was believed on in the world. And uh, when we refer to believing in Christ, Believe in Jesus, having faith in Jesus. Uh, many people put different levels of interpretation to now different levels of belief. The way people believe in Jesus, and I'm referring to in the church, seems to vary from one person to the other. The Bible said that he was believed on in the world. Beloved, when you look at 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 that we have just read, God manifesting in the flesh, you know, God appearing as a man, God himself appeared as a man, manifested in the flesh. Just think of it. Wherever you are, listen to me, think of it. And this is true. Manifested, God appeared as a man. He was justified by the Holy Spirit, vindicated by the Holy Spirit. He was proven, proved by the Holy Spirit. Seen by angels. Seen by angels. Preached in every nation. Preached throughout the entire world. All these things come together for one purpose. They come together, all the things that I've just enumerated, listed in the Bible here, are for one purpose. And that purpose is that Christ to be believed on in the world. You see, all these things have to happen to provide everything that mankind needs, that man needs, so as to be able to believe in Jesus. Because without believing in Jesus, without believing in Jesus, one is dead. We're talking of eternal spiritual death. Romans 6, verse 23. Romans 6, verse 23. Look at it again. Romans 6, 23 says, For the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. But the gift, some Bible said, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Sin has its wages. The wage is I pay. Remuneration. You work and you get paid with wages. 
So sin has wages. You, that means you actually work to be paid with death. But the wages of sin is death. Working to get paid with death. Sad. But the free gift of God, which you don't have to work for, free gift of God, which you don't earn, you don't achieve, you don't work for, is eternal life. Not death. Eternal life. Life that goes on forever. But this life is in Christ Jesus, who is our Lord. And this is the thing that God wants the entire world to know and to believe. For this reason, God himself manifested as a man, came as a man. And he was proved, vindicated, justified by the Holy Spirit. Seen by angels. Angels confirmed it. Therefore, you have to be preached to the entire world so that men will believe. So, believing in Jesus is the pivotal, is the core reason why Christ came, that you might believe in him. So, you may be in that church, maybe you're going to look at something this morning. You're going to look at something very important this morning. Maybe in the church, thinking that, oh, you believe in Jesus, but maybe you have not actually believed. So that on the day of judgment, when Christ comes again, you will not look at you and say, oh, I never knew you. Christ won't tell you. You won't have to tell you, I never knew you. Not that I don't know you. That all that I never knew you. I never knew you. Different from I don't know you. Be terrible. And then he said, depart from me. Depart from me. I never knew you because you never knew me. May it nev never happen to anyone hearing this message today. In the name of Jesus. Now, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 17 and 18. Ephesians 2, verses 17 and 18. The Bible says that in Ephesians 2, 17, and he came, that Jesus came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Jesus came preaching to those who were far away and those, as well as those who are near. And uh, in this, we are looking at geographical distance as well as spiritual distance. It doesn't matter where you are on the face of the earth. It doesn't matter how far you are away from FCAC this morning. You may be, you may be in Argentina, South America, North America, Canada, anywhere in the world. This word is for you. But Jesus came to preach to those who were far off geographically. And that's why the message that God will preach throughout the entire world, as well as those who are near. There are also those who are spiritually near. They are just one step away from believing. Maybe, you see, there are some who have been postponing, deferring, procrastinating, you know, oh, uh, okay, first and uh, 31st December will come and I'll make a New Year's resolution <laughs> that the year 2024, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. Well, we are in June. 2024 is about six or seven months away, postponing, procrastinating. If you procrastinate today, right now, you keep procrastinating. First January will come, 2024, and you again put it forward to 2025. You are almost there. Almost there. There are also those who are very far away. They may call themselves traditionalists or even satanists. 
those who are antichrist, God still loves you. Jesus came preaching to you. And this word is also for you. For you, because of you, God manifested in the flesh as a man. Because of you, calling yourself traditionalist, satanist, whatever you are, whatever God you worship, whatever you are, and whatever you worship, I declare to you today that because of you, God knowing you and God having known you from the beginning, he came as a man. And because of you, he was justified by the Holy Spirit, seen by angels. Because of you, this word is being preached. So do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. Hello? Because see, imagine that the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, all working together in the plan of salvation, in bringing about the salvation of each and every individual. Therefore, Jesus said that there is great joy in heaven. There is great joy in the whole of heaven over one soul, one person who repents. Ephesians 2 verse 18. Ephesians 2 18 says, For through him, that through Jesus, we both have access by one spirit, that the Holy Spirit, to the Father. You need all three working together in God's plan of salvation. It is through Jesus. Through Jesus. And only through Jesus. With the help of the Holy Spirit. Because that the Holy Ghost convicting you, you can't do it. If the Holy Ghost does not empower you, convict you, convince you, work on you, you cannot do it. God is a mystery. Hidden. Hidden. And that's how you get access to the Father. When you get to the Father, then you are there. There are some who are on their way, but not quite there yet. Hearing this message today, may you get there today. In the name of Jesus. Clap your hand for Jesus, church. The main reason for Christ's incarnation, for Christ's coming, God manifesting in the flesh. Like I said, for men to believe in him. That the core reason, the principal, the main reason that men will believe in Jesus. And by that, be saved. To live with God eternally in heaven. Now, this may sound strange to many people in the world. In fact, to many, it may sound ridiculous, laughable. <laughs> it may sound even foolish. The Bible said that the, the foolishness of God is worse than men, the wisdom of men. To, to some, hearing this, what is this guy talking about? What is he, what is he babbler <laughs> talking about? That, you know, Christ came through him, through him, saved eternal life to be with God in heaven forever. But as ridiculous and as absurd as it may sound, that is the fact of life. That is the fact of life. It's just like saying that a newborn baby, you look at a newborn baby and say, oh, this newborn baby, this baby who has just been born, will one day grow up, become a man or a woman. I mean, it, 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 it sounds strange. But we were all babies before. We were all born. We were all in the womb before. And how we survive in the womb, we don't even know. How you live in the womb, we don't know. 
processes that take place for you to be born. You have no idea how at nine months, nine months, exactly the, the, the woman's womb begins to contract and push out the baby. Sounds strange. If they, if they told this, sounds strange. Hello? And I, I want to listen to um, a program on radio when cigarettes, cigarettes, smoking was first, uh, uh, I won't say discovered, when people began to smoke. And there, was two, there were two brothers. One was in Britain and one was in America. And the British brother began to smoke tobacco. And he called his brother in America. And so I found this thing that is called cigarette. And uh, I started smoking it. And the American said, what do you mean by smoking it? He said, oh, I light it. Light it. He said, you, you actually light it? He said, yes, I light it. And I put it on my mouth and I inhaled the What do you mean? You, you inhale the smoke? You mean you, you drink smoke into your body? He said, oh, yes. And then what do you do? And I puff it out through my nose, through your nostrils, through your nose. The American, he was... He was surprised. But the one in Britain to him sounded, it sounded normal. People were doing it. The brother found it very strange. Yeah. We as Christians, we know what I'm talking about. We are not new to what I'm saying. But to the one who is not familiar with the gospel, it may look like the brother in America who had a brother in Britain describing what it was to be smoking cigarettes. But he did smoke. People are still smoking. Only to realize that smoking causes cancer. But the word of God causes eternal life. Praise the Lord. Clap your two hands for Jesus. At the very beginning of the church, at the beginning of the church, that's on the day of Pentecost. That's when the church was formally launched. The church had been there from the beginning, but it was officially inaugurated the day of Pentecost. Now, there were only 120 people, believers, who followed Jesus. Only 120. They began to share the gospel. And within 50 years, 50 years, every nation in the world had been impacted positively, not negatively. Every nation in the world, the entire world had been impacted. Christ has reached every nation, every single nation in the whole world, including Africa. Hello? Praise the Lord. Now, when we go to the book of Romans, Romans 16, verses 25 and 26, Romans 16, 25 and 26. The Bible says here, and I read from the New King James Version of the Bible, Romans chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. Now, to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel, and the preaching of Jesus Christ. According to the revelation of the mystery, kept secret since the world began, but now made manifest. And by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, for obedience to the faith. Hallelujah. How do you get established? To get established, you need a higher power, a higher authority to establish you. But there's, therefore, there's someone who is able to establish. And that person, the ultimate person who establishes is God. So, now to him who is able to establish you, 
And this establishment, proper establishment, eternal establishment, that is proper, not, not the one that face, face like grass as we heard on Friday. All flesh is as grass. And the glory of man is like a flower that when the grass withers, the flower falls. I'm talking about eternal establishment. It's according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's in obedience and belief in the gospel that is preached in Jesus' name that one gets true establishment. So if you are hearing me, church, the rest of your life, don't let anyone, anything, any situation move you away. We're coming to that shortly. Because what you are hearing, what is this thing, this gospel that is able to establish you have been hidden. It's been a secret mystery since the world began. Since the world began. The many who have been born, lived in this world, died and passed on. And have never been able to discern, understand this hidden truth. Mystery is a hidden truth. It is true, but hidden. It is only when you humble yourself, you open your heart, and you ask Christ Jesus to help you. That's when the light of the gospel begins to shine on you. That's when you begin to get real wisdom. Real wisdom. Not the wisdom of the world. The, the, the fear of the Lord. That is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Most High, when you get to know God properly, then you have understanding. That's when you have understanding. Without these two, no wisdom and no understanding. May we all have proper understanding today. In the name of Jesus. Clap your hands for Jesus. But now, made manifest, is now being made known. And by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, for obedience to the faith. God has commanded, according to the commandment of God, God commands that his words be preached. This thing which have been hidden from the time that the world began, but now made open, clear, God commands us to preach it to the entire world and to preach it properly so that people will have faith and obey his commandments so that they will not perish but have eternal life. Colossians 1 verse 23 Colossians 1 23 says, if indeed you continue in the faith grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister, of which I, Edwards, have become a minister. Praise the Lord. And of which you can also become a minister. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. If only you continue, because it is easy to start. In fact, it's easy to start. But to continue is not that easy. And especially to finish the race, to finish and to finish well, that is even more or most difficult. Starting something, probably the easiest part. How to maintain. How to maintain it and to finish. Paul said, I've, I've finished the race. If you have been in a race before, you know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I used to be, I used to be a long-distance runner. From school and uh, Legon around my hall. And I know that when we are all about to start, you know, we are all, you know, we are all fresh. We born training, you know. <laughs> 
if you look at the one next to you, you will feel as if hey, this guy can run with me. For any hole. And then when they say, go, you start. We all all start. So starting something is always easy. But you have to keep going. And that's why as the race continues, then divisions can. There are some far ahead, some in the middle, some at the bottom. Some are running as if they are are just at the other side. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Finishing. That's why you get a medal. That's why you get a trophy. So the Bible says, if indeed, if only you continue. There are many who start and they fall away. You know it. There are many who have come to Jesus in this place, raised up their hands, praying the sinner's prayer, ask God to forgive them their sins, pledge to commit their life to Jesus, promise to continue to believe in him, and yet after a while, they fall away. Many fall away. In fact, only very few are able to continue. And indeed, even less are those who finish. I know this. I am, I am very familiar with this fact. And therefore, anyone that comes here and begins to backslide, I'll call you once or twice. And if, if I don't see you, bye-bye. I'll move on to somebody else. <laughs> i move on. I, I, I don't like time wasters. And when they go, I begin to think of the, my time that they wasted. That's what hurt me. I could have used that time on somebody else. But that's, how, that's the way it is. Bible says that if indeed, if indeed you continue, hallelujah, if indeed you continue, and grounded and steadfast, that's why that means you are grounded and steadfast, you have really believed and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard. You have a hope, a hope. And if you know that that hope is real and you are striving toward that hope, you have a vision, you can see the vision ahead and you are striving towards it. You will be grounded, steadfast. You will not be moved away. You are almost there. You don't know where to stop. Running a race and you see the finish line. Finish line is there. doesn't matter how tired you are. That's why in every race, you know, if, you know, when you, when you reach the, the home, they call it the home stretch. The home stretch. It's not like it's always a straight, a straight path. So you can see the finish line. So no matter how tired you are, you've time finish. Is it the finish line where you're heading somewhere? If you, don't, you didn't know it was just around the corner. You may just sit down and give up. But when you see far away, then you are getting there. 100 meters, 90 meters, 80, 90, 100, 10. You are there. Then after you cross the finish line, then you can lie down and begin to breathe. Praise the Lord. Drink water. and Whatever. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, that is what you call believing in Jesus. That is true belief in Jesus. This is the unshakable belief in Jesus. God has a hope. There's a hope. And that's the hope that we preach. Hope we preach to every creature under heaven. And for that reason, Paul was made a preacher. He was made an apostle. And there are many preachers. There are many genuine preachers. Many good churches. And for this purpose, that Christ was manifested in the flesh. Just say, Amen. Amen. Do not be moved away. Don't give up. There are many things that can make a person give up. A brother or sister convince you that we are wasting your time. You are going, going to church. Let's go here. No. Let's go and buy and sell and make profit. There are things that can make you just give up. Move away. Become shaken. Uprooted. Situations, apart from people, situations, 
It can be difficulties, challenges in this life. Challenges. It can be things that can make you lose your faith, make you depressed. You, you, you've, been, you've been believing God for this for so long. It hasn't happened. You begin to become, you know, discouraged. You, 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 your spirits, your spirit begins to become weak, faint. Bible says that don't let anything move you away. Don't give up. Otherwise, at least the other year that you spend is, is wasted. You just wasted your time. Wasted your money, your tithe, your offerings. Remember there was a, the once there was a pre, uh, someone who was preaching, he said something. He said that, oh, you know, one, one reason you can get people to be established, he said, one reason you can get people to be established in their faith and never give up is to make them give a lot of their money to the church. So when they have given so much of their money, <laughs> then, then they, they will think twice when they feel like leaving. <laughs> so just take the money from them. Take their money. <laughs> when you know that <laughs> he has spent almost a fortune <laughs> in the church, do you think we just go away? No. Ah, So even when you, you sack him, you say, me, 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 that's what the that's what the preacher said. Maybe it's true. I don't know, but we I don't believe in that. <laughs> you stay by faith, and may you all stay with Christ by faith. Amen. Now there are many who think that they are believing Jesus. He was Christ was believed on in the world, believed on in the world, believed on, or believed in, in the world. There are some who think that they have actually believed in Jesus. But church, notice this. Once you believe in him, once you believe in something or in somebody, it is, it is permanent. 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 But there's something we call believing or knowing about somebody. Believing in and believing about somebody. In and about. There are many in churches who actually know about Jesus. They believe some things about him, but they have not actually believed in him. Praise the Lord. Belief about Jesus is believing in things about him. So know this carefully. And if you hear me this morning, begin to do some soul searching, self-searching. Believing about Jesus is not the same as believing in him or believing on him, but believing in some things about Jesus. And you can know everything about Jesus without really believing in him. For example, you may believe and it is good. You may believe that he's the savior of the world. Because you know it. You have been told that Jesus is the savior of the world. Oh, I believe that. Savior of the world. You know that you believe that he's the savior of the world. He's the son of God. Oh, yes, you believe that. I believe. Hmm. Perform many miracles. You may even know, have a list, a chronicle of all his miracles. You know them all. He died and rose again. You know that. These are all things about Jesus, about his life, about his claims. Yes, you have said them, you know them. And that even ascending to heaven, you are taken up in glory. Yes, I believe that. You may even accept that he will come again. All these things are good. These are all good things. But if you don't come to the level, the stage of a personal relationship with him, then you don't know him. You have not believed in him. Because he, church, as a Ghanaian, I know a lot about my president. I know his name. His name is Nana, what? Adudankwa Nana Akufuado. Are there two Nanas or only one Nana? 
one nana. It's not nana Adranqua nana Kufado. I know his name. I know his office as well, Jubilee House. I know how he looks like. I know how he looks like. You know what I mean? Praise the Lord. I know all this about him. I know a lot. I know a lot about him. I know he speaks English and he speaks French fluently. He speaks English with a with an English accent and French with a French accent. But you see, he doesn't know me. I don't know him. <laughs> he doesn't know me. I don't know him. He doesn't know me, and I don't know him. If I go to Dwili House, so I've come to see Nana Adranqua Akufado. They'll say, oh, what is your relationship to him? I say, oh, I know about him. <laughs> that will not be enough to get me to the president's office. Then they'll go and tell me, oh, there's, a, there's some man here who says, he's, he's your, he, says he knows about you. <laughs> and he wants to come and see you. He said, tell him to, tell him, I never knew him. <laughs> I never knew him. Hello? Church, on believing in Jesus goes beyond knowing about him. Unfortunately, there are many Christians in churches who simply know about Jesus. They know about God. That is all. But they don't have a personal relationship with him. They don't know him personally and therefore he doesn't know them personally either. And these are the ones that Christ will look and say, oh, I never knew you because you never knew me. Therefore, I never knew you. It's a two-way traffic. Two-way traffic. Hello? It's important to believe in him. Bible says Christ was believed on in the world. Christ was believed in in the world or believed on in the world. It goes beyond knowing about him or knowing things about him. Talking about a close and personal relationship with him. Turning one's life over to him. Turning one's life over to him. Making sacrifice. Doesn't matter what happens to you. Doesn't matter what, what, what it will cost you. Turning one's life over to him. Casting your cares on him. Don't leave your cares on him. He knows best for you. So, well, if he doesn't give to you, I'm not going to fight for it myself. <laughs> Depending on him, trusting in him. Trusting in him. It has always been my, my, my belief for a long, for, 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 for years. And I cannot go and get it myself. Only God can give it to me. So if he chooses not to give it to me, well, he knows best. He knows best. Maybe if he gave it to me, that thing will become a snare, to become a stumbling block. It will make me fall. So Christ said, wait. Cast all my cares on him. It is not of him who was. Yes, I will pay. It is not of him who wills. It is not of him who runs. But it is of God who shows mercy. It's not of him. Yes, yeah, there are many things that we will for ourselves. There are a lot of things that we will have liked to have for ourselves. Hello? And the main thing that we would like to be, we would like to be, but you just cannot go and buy it. You can't go and get it. I know that uh, every pastor in this world will, will probably like to have you more anointing than Jesus himself. Every pastor would like to have more anointing than Jesus himself. So they say, oh, they, they, they say, oh, he says, oh, I think that I do greater things. Are you to say, God, Jesus has great greater things. What greater thing can you, can you do? What greater things can you do? Even the small thing you can't do, and you are, 
you are saying greater things. I said, well, in ministry, this is where God had brought me. I know that God called me. But this is where he had brought me. And I am more than content. If he wants me to do more, he will tell me. He will commission me. He will give it to me. I don't have to work for it. I don't have to fight for it. I don't have to, to cry for it. No. If this is where he wants me to be fine. Many years ago when I was in University of Legon, there was this um, uh, he met, he was a JW. JW. And he wanted to win me over to Jehovah's Witness Faith. And he kept telling me that, oh, when the end comes, they will inherit the earth. They will inherit the earth and all that. One for the 4,000. Uh, all kinds of border dash, you know. And I got fed up. So one day I said, my friend, my friend, come, come, come. Come. When Christ comes, I will serve him, humble myself. And when he comes and he tells me that my place, my eternal place to lie in the gutter, I will lie there. And it never came to me again. That was, that was the final answer I gave. That was the end. Just cast your cares on him. He knows what is best for you. Just leave everything. Then you, you, have, you have come to a true knowledge of Jesus. And when you see that in your heart, then you know that whatever he gives to you, you'll be content. That believing in Jesus, not knowing about him, actually believing in him, obeying his commandments, loving him. You love him. You love, so you don't want to annoy him. You don't want to make him, you know, unhappy. You don't want to displease him. If you have this kind of feelings, you, you know, then you have that personal relationship. Then you know him. You don't want to, you don't want to make him unhappy. You don't, make, you don't want to, him to see you as vexing him, making him No, 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 no. You are, you are unsure to please him. Loving him. You are, you are determined to obey his word so that he will always be happy with you. Looking forward to his second coming with the hope of glory. In all this, you, are, you wish that, he will, he, will, you that he, he will just come today. You wish that, oh, tomorrow. In fact, the way the world is going, I wish, I wish that Christ will come today and put an end to all uh, so much nonsense going on in the world today. Hello? So much nonsense going on. I wish Christ would come today. Put an end. That end which will come. I wish it will come to, I wish it to come to the God. I know that I know that when it comes, then it will not be my end. It will be the end of the world and some people, but not me and not you. Praise the Lord. It will be a very new, glorious beginning for us all. Clap your two hands for Jesus. Therefore, Jesus said in John 14, 15. John 14, 15. John 14, if you love me, keep my commandments. John's gospel. Chapter 14. Verse 15. If you love me, in other words, if you know me, if you believe in me, keep my commandments. If you love me, if you know me, if you believe in me, keep my commandments. Very simple. If you love me, keep my commandments. John chapter 4, sorry, John chapter 5, verse 24. John 5. John chapter 5, verse 24. John chapter 5, verse 24. Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Already passed into life. Already. Once you believe in him, you believe on him, you have already passed from death into life. There is no longer death sentence hanging upon you. Rather, life sentence. John 11, verse 25. Same John's gospel. 
Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die physical death, he shall live spiritual life forever. Though he may die, he shall live. John eleven twenty five, And then John 20, 31. John 20, 31. John 20, 31. But these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Before I end, let's all go to the beginning, the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 30, 11 to 20. Deuteronomy 30, that is 11 to 20. This Moses said to the Israelites, but we being the spiritual descendant of Abraham is for us. So Deuteronomy 30, verse 11. For this commandment, which I command you today, is not too mysterious for you because it has not been, it has not been revealed. Nor is it far off. Now it's no longer a mystery. For us, it's no longer a mystery. And if you are hearing me today, no longer a mystery. It's not been revealed to you. I've revealed it to you today. It is not in heaven. So, not only is it no longer a mystery, because it has been revealed to us, it is not in heaven that we should say, who will ascend into heaven for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it. No, it's not in heaven. Thirteen. Nor is it beyond the sea that you should say, you have excuses. So no excuses. Who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very near you. In fact, you have heard it today. Whoever you are, whatever you are, you have heard it today. But the word is very near you. In your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. That you may do it. In your, in your mouth, in your heart, that you may do it. See, verse 15, I have said before you today, life and good, death and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments, that you may live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. In that thing that you go to do, may the Lord bless you. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, worship your business, worship your money, Worship your, your whatever more than God. This are, that, that, that thing becomes your God. Verse 18, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. Surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over to the Jordan to go in and possess. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. And I have said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Choose life. That both you and your descendants may live. That you may love the Lord your God. That you may obey his voice. That you may cling to him. For he is your life and the length of your days. And the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. The land that he swore has sworn to us is heaven. Heaven. He has sworn that to us. Not Canaan. Our Canaan is heaven. In the length of your days, he's the one who prolongs your life forever. And even in this life, may you live long. Church, may you live long.
Friday, those of you who are here, remember I said something about David. Remember what I said about David? About in his age, yes. If you are not, if you're not, you are not here, I won't tell you again. But I will tell you anyway. <laughs> I'll tell you. The Bible says that King David, at the end of his life, he was very old. He was old, advancing years. So that he couldn't even keep warm. They, had, they put blankets on him, heated the room, couldn't keep warm. So, first I saw I thought, oh, he was maybe 150 years old. And I looked and I saw he was 70 years old. David was 70 years old. And this is how the Bible described him. 70. Old. Advancing years. Couldn't stay warm. Blankets, heaters. Feeling cold. So they had to get a, a young lady to sleep by his side to keep him warm. And he was so old that he couldn't do anything to the girl. Praise the Lord. Oh, you know, David, you know, it was, and it's to show you how old he was. And I, I, when I saw, I said, ah, but in maybe six months, I'll be 70. I'll be 70. And looking at me, whatever you are on the earth, I don't know how you see me. I know I'm, 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 not, a, I'm not a youth. But I don't think I, 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 I'm, I, I can recall a very old, advancing years. I can't keep working. I think I'm not feeling cold. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't feel cold. Even with the AC, I don't feel cold. When I travel, even to you, I don't feel cold. In winter, I don't feel cold. So, uh, what does it mean? I began to, uh, I said, that, well, you see, <laughs> I said, God is the, is the length of your days. Church, may you all live beyond 120 years. Then I look at Moses. Moses was 80 years old when God called him to begin a ministry. Ah! <laughs> 80 years. Wow. When God called him in that flame burning bush. 80. When many people are now ready to die, that's when God was calling him. May God call you at the age of 80. And after 40 years, when he was 120 years old, 120-year-old leader of Israel. He was still leading Israel. 120 years, he was leading Israel. And when God wanted to end his life, he didn't die. God called him. Not into a valley, but to come to him on Mount Nebo. Mountain. Moses was a mountain climber, you know. He was a mountain climber. Mount Sinai, Mount Horeb, always climbing mountains. So when the time came, God said, come to me, Mount Nebo, very high mountain. And Moses at 120 climb up. How many, how many people at 120 can climb up even a, a, a hill? A hill. They can't. I'm an orthopedic surgeon. And people at, people at 45, 50, you know, they come with a walking stick. And was able to climb up. So, it is God who gives, and may God give to you many years. In the name of Jesus. May you, at the age of 60, conceive and bring up children. After all, Sarah was 90 years old when she conceived and brought, and brought, uh, uh, and brought forth a son. 90 years old. And at the age of 80, the men of Jerah were all chasing her. Abimelech was chasing an 80-year-old woman. Can you believe that? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> and Abraham knew that even though they were old, he knew that his wife was beautiful. I know my wife is beautiful. He knew his wife was beautiful. He said, when I go, I'll say that you are my sister. Otherwise, they will kill me because of you. 80-year-old man, they will kill the husband because of an 80-year-old woman. Church, may God be gracious unto us all. So now we have kind of when we believe in Jesus. Now it's no longer natural or physical life. But what was seen in the life of Moses and others, we get it spiritually, eternally. We don't age, 
I told them on Friday, we don't age. We don't grow old. Believers don't age. We don't age. We don't grow old. We don't get wrinkles. We don't get arthritis. We don't get bedridden. We don't get Alzheimer's disease. We don't get, that's a word, sinner dementia. You eat today, just five minutes ago, and you have forgotten that you have eaten. Dementia. We don't get that. Hello? Because the Lord is the length of your days. Clap your Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Also, Rohini, yeah, yeah, Every say, O night, thank God for today. Thank him for his word. Thank him for his presence. Thank him for all that he has done for us. Make it possible for us to believe on in him. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Father, we thank you this day. We thank you for this day. We thank you this day. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your grace, your mercy. Bringing us this far. Lord, we give all the glory. We give all the honor. Lord, we thank you. 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 In the name of Jesus. Amen. We're still praying. One Peter, having heard today's word, the Bible said, if indeed you hold firmly unto the word, grounded, steadfast, 
having heard today's word, the life and the power that the word of God is living and powerful in today's word will get into your heart and your mouth. That you shall be steadfast, grounded, never moving away, unshakable. Not just you, but you and your descendants. Open your mouth. Begin to ask for this. Begin to pray. That this word, having come to you, will be in your heart and in your mouth. And you shall truly believe, surely believe, not only you, but you and your descendants. In the name of Jesus. Hey, particular is quite heavy and very powerful. Therefore, I know that whatever you ask God for now, whatever you ask today, I have faith. Whatever I ask, God gives to me. Whatever I ask God for, in the name of Jesus, that means that I ask according to God's will. You can't ask for a bath in the name of Jesus. God grants it to me. So, as you pray this prayer, let it be a prayer of faith, effective, fervent. It will avail a lot. It will achieve a lot. In fact, everything for you today. Therefore, select your topics carefully. Choose your words carefully. Uh, don't, play, don't, don't pray repetitively. Don't pray, you know, repeating, repeating yourself. Just say, God knows what you are going to ask for. He will give it to you. Be it marriage, be it pregnancy. Be it a job, finances, be it healing, deliverance, accommodation, promotion. Open your mouth, begin to pray right now. Talk to God. Talk to God. Every one of you, talk to God. Stand on today's word. Having believed on in his name, having believed in his name, on his name, yeah, yeah, Ask and you shall receive. Ask, it shall be given unto you. Pray for that marriage. Ask for that marriage. Pray for the pregnancy. For the babies. Ask for the babies. Pray for that healing. That healing. The healing. The deliverance. Promotion. Financial breakthroughs. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Clap your hands for Jesus. Church. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Say, my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. I thank you. I thank you. For having heard, for having heard my prayers. My prayers. 
Lord, by faith. Lord, by faith. I know. I am persuaded. Now, once you have heard me, you have answered me. Therefore, Lord, I await. I wait for the manifestation of the answer. I shall remember to give you the honor and the glory all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap for Jesus. Thank you for joining us for the Sunday morning's Bible study and sermon. We believe you have been blessed by the word. Join us same time next Sunday and have a blessed week.